Daisy turned her face into the sun. When she wasn't working, she enjoyed the balmy summer afternoons. A breeze rustled through a pair of quaking aspen trees. Her hair flowed behind her as the wind caressed her face. The scent of pine and juniper filled the air. She wished she could bottle the scent and carry it with her forever. She never wanted the day to end. They'd been riding for over an hour when Greg brought his horse to a halt. She carefully pulled back on the reins until Clover stopped. I was thinking we could take a break here, he said. Since you've never ridden before, be careful when you get down. Your knees might buckle. If she collapsed, it wouldn't be because of the ride. It would be because she'd swooned at his feet. She'd never been so affected by a man. But Greg's sexy smile melted every last bit of strength in her body. She wanted to dissolve into his embrace. But he'd probably think she was a crazy person if she did. She swung one leg over the back of the horse, then attempted to slide down his side. Her foot dangled beneath her. Where on earth was the ground? She swiped it back and forth, trying to make contact. The motion threw her even more off balance, and she toppled backwards into Greg's arms. Hang on there, hun. I guess I should have showed you how to get down from there, he said. As her feet found purchase, she twisted in his arms. The rush of his masculine scent intoxicated her. She leaned against him and wrapped her arms around his back. His hands spanned her waist as he pulled her tightly against him. Tell me you feel it, too, he whispered. Feel it? She knew what he meant, but she was afraid to acknowledge her feelings for him out loud because that would make them real, and if they were real, she'd have to deal with them, and if she had to deal with them, she could get hurt. He reached for her face and cupped her cheeks in his hands. The intensity in his gaze sent a flood of warmth straight to her core. She trembled as he angled his head down. He gave her a questioning look. With only a breath of space between them, their magnetic attraction was enough to pull them together. When his lips met hers, she melted against him. He moaned as she slid her hands down to cup his bottom. She pulled him hard against her, emboldened by a rush of overwhelming need. As his tongue slid across the seam of her lips, she parted them to accept his hot, insistent kiss. Her breath caught in her chest. She couldn't do anything but cling to him as he claimed her mouth. Their tongues danced against each other, swirling slowly, tasting and retreating as their passion ignited in their hearts. When she couldn't hold her breath another second, she pulled back slightly. She gasped and met his sultry gaze. She tried to think of something to say, but couldn't. Instead, she stood on her tiptoes and pressed her lips against his. But nagging fears invaded her mind. She couldn't afford to get caught up in their undeniable attraction. Her brother was depending on her help to get him to Canada. If she failed, he'd be shipped across the ocean to his death. She broke the kiss and pushed away from Greg. She turned her back to him and wrapped her arms across her chest. What right did she have to think about anything other than saving her brother? Are you all right? Greg asked softly. I'm fine. I know something's wrong, he said. We can't do this, she said. What? Kiss? Yes. And we have to stop looking at each other as if there could be something between us. I have to get my brother to Canada. I know you don't agree with what we're doing, but I can't let him go to war, she said. Greg gently touched her shoulder. I understand why you're doing it, he said. 
Every night when I watch the news, I look for my brothers. Every time the phone rings, my heart stops. I wonder if this will be the call telling us that one of my brothers is dead. Anytime someone comes to visit us, I want to fall over in relief when I see that they're in civilian clothes and not military uniforms. I know why you're doing it, and if it was up to me, I would have helped every one of my brothers flee. Why didn't you? she asked. Because someone has to fight for our country. We can't let communism take over the world. I don't want anyone's brothers to die either, but we have to win this war. There's too much at stake to turn our backs on the draft. The draft isn't even fair, she protested. Do you ever see politicians' kids heading off to war? No, you see poor people who can't pay off the draft officials to save their sons.